Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So as you know, I always like to give you a little bit of a reminder at the beginning of the show, just in case you're listening in what I always call real time. And what I mean is I know that so many of you do listen to the episodes when they drop on the Wednesdays um, or very shortly thereafter. So this episode that I am recording right now in the past, when you're listening to it, is going to be out in the world on Wednesday, September 14th. And I want to let you know, remind you, in case I didn't say it in another show yet, and you're not on my email list, that this coming Friday, we have our first amazing training of the fall, a free training. These are the kinds of things that I offer for you so that we can take all of this stuff that I teach you on the show and bring it into the live room onto Zoom where we can be together, where I'm teaching you and you can ask me questions and people get coached. And we actually do stuff in real time. So this Friday, September 16th, we've got, ready for this, Rock Your Fourth Quarter. This workshop is going to be a strategy workshop because I know that many of you don't really feel empowered or comfortable making advanced plans, strategies. My experience is that people who don't think of themselves as having, you know, like a big business or that you're not making, you know, necessarily like a lot of money or you don't have tons of clients, that you think that you don't need a strategy. But you do. You always have to have a strategy for how you're going to create the outcomes and the results that you want to create in your business. So even if right now, you're sitting here listening and you're like, but I don't have clients yet. I don't know this. I don't know that. That is all the more reason why you need to have a strategy. What is your strategy going to be for attracting people? What's your strategy going to be for nurturing, for being in service? So how are you going to use your yellow brick road system? That is why I create these trainings, these workshops, so that I can inspire and encourage and motivate you to take these empowered actions in your business and not just feel like you're not allowed or that you're too early or that you don't know enough or that you're not ready. So anything that I ever offer, the best way to find it, to find how you sign up, to find out the information, to make sure you can be there is to go to my website. It's the hub of everything. And that is www.stacybrassrussell, all one word, my name, no hyphen, dot com. 
And if you go there, you will find all things that you would like to know about. That's where the podcast show notes are. That's where signups for any events and trainings that I have coming up will always be. And that's also where you can sign up for my email list, which is actually the ideal place for you to be, because that's how you will never, ever, ever miss any of the valuable things that I am teaching, sending out. And I don't only do stuff that costs money, you guys. I do a lot of stuff that's free and valuable like this show. So get on my email list if you're not already. And if you have not already signed up for Rock Your Force Quarter, which is happening this Friday, September 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern, go ahead and get over there and sign up. Get your spot. Whenever I do anything like this, I always send out a replay. So if you can't make it in person, that's okay. You should still sign up because you'll still be able to take advantage of this workshop. And with that, we are going to have a seamless transition into what we're going to talk about today. I just encouraged you to sign up and be part of my email list so that you will never miss any of the valuable content that I put out. And guess what we're going to talk about today? We are going to talk about unsubscribes, unfollows, and other things that relate to that that we have to deal with as passionate and prosperous business owners. Now, I know for a fact that one of the number one things that all of you, and I always consider you, I'm like, you're the passionate and prosperous ones, but I will remind you how I think of you. I think of you as heart-centered and service-based, and I think of you as just wanting to get to do your work. I know how badly you want to have clients. I know how badly you want to grow and scale your business and have bigger impact. Those of you who are working with clients, who are making money, I know that you want to reach more people. I know that you want to be able to enroll people in group programs and courses and to really get your important message out there that people need. And what I also know about you is that you don't like marketing. We've had so many episodes already about the importance of you marketing your business, of you putting yourself out there, of you letting people know that you are available to help, that you have things for them. And Basically, marketing is just one of these big words. You know, I always talk about like how there are these umbrella terms that that you hear all the time, like funnels and, you know, like all these things that can mean so many things, right? And so obviously marketing can mean literally paid advertising, which, you know, we reserve that for people who have a lot of revenue for big companies, even for for entrepreneurs, small businesses. Um, I really think that that until you get to a certain um, you know point, a certain revenue mark, that you know you're not really spending thousands of dollars a month on advertising, right? You should not. Um, and you've heard me talk about that, but that is not all that marketing is, right? Everything that you do, every single thing that you do, and we have had episodes on this, to get the word out about your valuable offers, your services, even just your stuff, like this show, right? Like me talking about my show. I have to market the show. I can't just put the show out and then just pray that someone finds it and listens to it. What the fuck would be the point of me doing the show and investing all of my time, energy, and money in making this podcast if I didn't then feel proud, excited, motivated, 
motivated to get people to listen to it. That's why I make it. So marketing is any way that you, A, connect with and attract your ideal clients. And then it also is how you build your your authority. It's how you nurture them. It's how you create relationship. It's how you build trust. You've heard me use the, the, the phrase, you're no love and trust factor, right? So this all goes into the, the big fat category of marketing. And I know I, I work with so many of you. I work with a lot of, of you one-on-one and I work with a lot of you in my group programs and a lot of you come to my community events, whatever. So I know something. And that is that you don't like marketing. And I know some of the reasons why you don't like marketing, right? I'll just list some of them. Um, you don't want to seem salesy. You don't want to bother people with emails. You're afraid that if you send an email that people will unsubscribe. You're afraid to put yourself out there on social media because of what someone might think. You might get criticized. Someone might think your, your, your stuff is stupid or, oh, someone already said that, right? You think someone, maybe someone won't like you. Maybe they'll actually unfollow you, right? So these are all these fears and beliefs and thoughts that many entrepreneurs have, not only you. So I do not want you to feel alone. And actually, I think I'm going to go as far as to say we all have those until we decide not to, like until we work on those fears and work on those beliefs. And, you know, sometimes I scare myself because when I think about, you know, when I'm telling you this stuff, I'm like, and we have an episode on the fears, <laughs> the sneaky hidden fears that are keeping you from putting yourself out there. And we have episodes on who are you for and that not everyone's going to like you. And we have episodes. So I, I've already made so many episodes, right? I'm like, what do I keep making episodes on? Um, so there's already a lot for you to to go back and listen to if you forgot that we address this all the time. And, you know, even when it feels like we've like gotten to a new, you know, a new belief or a new way of, of, of seeing things or, or managing or thinking about our business and about all the activities that we have to do, um, there's always going to be a new thing, right? Because every time you go to your next level, every time you up level, you've heard me say this before, new level, new devil, right? That you're always going to have the next thing that you're like, oh, and that scares you and that feels risky and that feels vulnerable and feels like you're exposing yourself and you're taking bigger risks, right? Like I recently took a bigger risk than I ever have before in my business. And of course, when I say than I ever have before, it's because I've never invested in having the same kind of team support as I now have. This is a new thing. It's really scary, but it's me acknowledging that in order for me to get to my next level, that was an important step. And every time we do something that take a, takes us to a next level, even when we thought we did the work, the belief work, the work on our minds, right? We, we, we wake up every day, hopefully you do, and we do our practices. There's an episode on that, right? Every day that we are going to come up against a new belief, a new thought, a new resistance, a new thing that scares us, a new fear. And that's just because that we're human. Hooray for being human. 
So the thing is, these fears that we're talking about, not wanting to seem salesy, the fear of, of, of uns- people unsubscribing, the fear of someone not liking you, the fear of what it means if someone decides that they don't want to follow you anymore. It, every time we figure out a little bit more, we feel a little better then when we have to do the next bigger thing, it's going to come up again, right? So, so here's the thing, you guys. What happens when you are basically afraid of getting unsubscribes and unfollows? What do you think happens if you're living in total fear of people unsubscribing from your email list or unfollowing you on social media? The thing that happens is that you just don't get any subscribers or followers anyway. (laughs) Okay. And so this is a very weird catch 22. It's like a weird self-sabotage act, right? Which is that we're afraid of people unsubscribing or unfollowing, but therefore we don't take, do the activities that we are supposed to be doing in our businesses, like emailing and putting ourselves out on social media, right? And so we don't do those things out of fear of what's going to happen. And so we don't take action. And so we don't market our businesses. We don't do the activities that we need to do in order to have a successful business. And so then what? Then you don't have a business and you don't have clients and you're not making any money. This is a very weird power dynamic that I think about all the time, actually, because in my mindset strategy uh, system that I created called Evolve, which you've also heard me teach, the Evolve is an acronym and it stands for E for expand, V for visualize, O for observe, L for let go, V for validate, and E for embody. Okay. And the O for observe is the section where we talk about how important it is to be able to get out of your ego and thoughts and and not make meaning out of what other people say or do when you don't know the meaning of their behavior or their actions, right? Because we make up all of these stories about what other people are thinking and what their motivation is and what their intentions are when we don't have any information. And it's this weird power dynamic that we give over where we give away all of our power to these unknown, mythical, made up people who hate us. And sometimes they're not made up. Sometimes they're actually people that we know, (laughs) right? Um, And they unsubscribe or they unfollow us or whatever. And we make up all these reasons about why they did. We make up all these reasons about ourselves, about how it has to do with something we did or they hate us or they don't, you know, think that what we're saying is valuable. They don't like us. They don't like what we're offering. And it's this weird thing because we give over so much power to this unknown thing. And it's so powerful that it makes us retreat, hide, not take action, not do anything. I mean, oh my God, you cannot have a business that way, right? We cannot have a business if we are constantly living in fear that all of the other people in the world have the power to keep us from taking action in our business out of our fear of what they're going to do, right? Literally, we are letting the fear of what someone else may or may not think or do, 
which may or may not have anything to do with us. We're allowing that to keep us from doing what we need to do, which is wake up every day and take empowered action in our businesses in order to get what we want, which is the outcomes of having a passionate and prosperous life and business. So what does this boil down to? What is this fear of what other people will think, this fear of them saying, I don't want to get your emails or I don't want to follow you on social media, whatever. What is that? I mean, it's the fear of rejection, right? And who wants to be rejected? Our basic human need is love, right? Our basic human need is to be loved and to feel loved. It It is built in. It's in your DNA. Everybody wants to be loved. The thing is, is that, yes, there is a, um, I would say there's a very, very beautiful, (laughs) like beautiful idea or concept that we all love each other, like that we just love each other. We just love every, every living thing. We just love all humans. We love all creatures. We love everything. And that's not the same as wanting to read someone's email. Someone not wanting to read your email is not a sign from the universe that you are unloved. But because we crave being loved, being accepted, right? Feeling like we belong. So love, safety, and belonging. I'm sure there's an episode on that too, if I'm remembering correctly. Our ecology, our our primordial innate need to feel love, safety, and belonging is a driving force and it dictates so much of how we respond to others in the outside world to the extent that we've gotten to the point where if someone doesn't want to follow us on social media or doesn't want to read our email, we allow that to be a deep wound to our ecology. We make up the fact that that is a direct statement that we should not feel loved, safe, or that we belong. How crazy is that? I mean, not that you're crazy. I'm just saying, can you believe that that's how our human brains work? So we've gotten to this weird place where we, in order to put ourselves out into the world and do our meaningful work, we have set ourselves up to kind of require that we get no feedback or or information from the external world other than that we are 1,000 completely, infinitely, eternally loved, that we are safe and that we belong. And any message counter to that when it comes to our business, we can't handle it. And I think that's very interesting because I don't know where we ever learned or got the idea that that we're supposed to be loved and belong everywhere. All that really matters is that you know where you feel loved, safe, and, and that you belong. You do need that. Like, you absolutely need that. Every single human being needs to have those three things in place. You need to feel that you are loved and that you know who loves you unconditionally you need to feel safe in your relationships, in your home, in your, in your, you know, I mean, ideally, you just feel safe in the world. Unfortunately, we don't live in a safe world. Um, but at least emotionally, it's critical 
that a human being feels that they have a safe place, that they are surrounded by people that make them feel loved and safe, and that they belong there. Nobody likes to feel like an outcast. Nobody likes to feel like there's a cool group that you're not in. And that's why it's so important that you, A, have that for yourself as a person, just in your personal life. And then B, as an entrepreneur, you can't rely entirely on just everyone in the world to make you feel loved as an entrepreneur, safe as an entrepreneur, or that you belong as an entrepreneur. That's why you have to create your own community, and also join communities where you feel that. One of the reasons why people love joining my programs, my group programs, and I've talked about how how I love group programs. And, you know, it's so funny because people that end up joining my programs, they often, one of the first things they say is how they've been in other group programs and hated it. And I think that you really have to be in a group program with someone who loves and values community and creating safe space and and who believes that when people have a a place that they feel that they belong and that they feel safe in so that they can be who they're meant to be, be their most authentic selves, take risks and know that they're going to be loved no matter what, that they're going to be accepted, that they're going to be supported. That is so important for us to be able to do the things that we need to do. Right? Who's going to take a risk? in their business if they've got no feeling of love, safety, and belonging. So we get that from community and from surrounding ourselves. And that community is is kind of a two-part community. It's the one that I just talked about where you Maybe you're inside of a program, you're in a mastermind, you have you work with a coach or a mentor who has programs and and and, and a place for you to be right? Because we all need that. I never am without that. I am never without not only my one-on-one coach, but I also work with a coach who has the same business model as me, which is that she knows how important community is. And that's why not only do I work one-on-one, I'm in two group programs, two high-level thought leadership mastermind uh, programs, right? So that I can always be around other entrepreneurs. In this case, it's all women who who I can be safe there. I can show up and I can talk about my business. I can I can ask questions. I can be vulnerable. And all I'm going to get is love, safety, and belonging and support. And so you need that. We all need that. Entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, it is a fucking lonely road unless you give yourself community. So here's the thing. When you have fear of the big bad world, when you have fear of the people out there on social media and and the people that, and we're going to talk about who's on your email list in a moment, you fear that the people on your email list, if you take action in your business, that they're going to reject you and that you're not going to have that feeling of love, safety, and belonging, you're fucked. Because what are you going to do if you don't have any safety? Then every single thing that happens, you are going to feel wounded. You're going to be you're going to feel miserable. You're going to feel miserable. You're going to be scared. You're going to feel like you, you're frozen, that you can't do anything. And what that's all coming from is that you don't have confidence that you've created a community for yourself 
either or both of these. One where you are have a community of peers so that you always know like that you get that feedback from them so you don't have to be questioning and worrying what when something might happen in the outer world where someone unsubscribes from your email list. Oh my God. Or you also have to have it within the people on your freaking email list and in your social media. All that matters is that there are people that do want what you're offering and that do think that you're awesome. And when you put stuff out there like, yes, right, you just need those people. And that's not going to be everyone in the world. But who gives a shit? Because you don't need everybody in the world. You just need your people. So here's the thing. In order to create clients and income, you have to put yourself out there, which means that you have to have a strategy for marketing your business and your services. And as you know, or if you're new to the show, hi, welcome. I teach my organic business strategy system in all of my programs, in everything that I do. It's a foundation of this show. It's the foundation of the Passionate and Prosperous Academy it's the foundation of out of overwhelm and into action. It's the foundation of every workshop I teach about how to create clients. And it's what I call my yellow brick road system. And the yellow brick road system is my system of, of organic business strategy. And it is service-based. That's why it's organic. It means that you're not trying to pay for customers or leads, that you're using your gifts and your skills and your value to create content and whatever it is that you want to put out into the world so that other people can absorb that. They can experience it. They can get value from it and they can build their emotions toward you. They can grow to love you and trust you and they can become part of that community of people that want what you're offering, right? And so what makes up the Yellow Brick Road strategy is three parts, attract, serve, and convert. And so no matter where you are in your business, you're on day one, you've never had a client before, or you are have a multi-seven-figure business. Okay, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. No matter what, that is always the system. You always have to be attracting new people onto, in my system analogy, your yellow brick road. You always have to have ways that you are serving those people because not everybody that finds out about you or meets you is necessarily going to want to work with you like immediately. When that happens, that's so great, isn't it? Isn't it so awesome when you meet someone and they're like, what do you do? I need that. And then it's like, sweet, yay. But that's not really a business strategy because it doesn't feel proactive. It doesn't feel like you have a knowable system of how you create clients if you're just always hoping that you may meet someone randomly or get introduced to them and that there's going to be this perfect timing and everything's going to be in alignment and they're going to want to start working with you right away. Unfortunately, that's not a business strategy. It's a wonderful thing when it happens. And you can try for that by making sure that you are out in the world, which is what I consider to be step one of client creation, is making sure that you are telling as many people as possible about what you do, that you're talking to people, that you're meeting people. And the fastest road to creating clients is when you do that in real life. The slow road is social media, you guys. It's the slow road. That just is what it is, okay? So you always have to have 
uh, a, a, a plan for attracting. And then once we attract people, this is what I was about to say, if they don't immediately want to work with you, what are you going to do with them? You meet someone, you know, they're, they're probably like in that, you're, they're probably like a soul line client, or they're definitely like someone who should be in your audience. And then, but they're not ready right then, or maybe you just meet them, right? What do you do? Well, that's why in my system, you always have to have a way that you serve, that you serve these people, that you bring them onto your brick road, and then that you can stay connected to them, that you can continue to nurture them, that you can continue to give them value, and then continue to offer them things that they may want that are both free and paid, right? Until they're ready to pay you at your Oz offer, right? Like your sort of your, your, your main thing, how you really make your money. So what we know is that we need to attract people and we need to have a way that we serve and nurture them. And of course, convert is the third piece of the yellow brick road system, which means you have to have an offer that they want that they will pay for, right? So, but we're not even talking about converting today. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, We're talking about the whole system, attract, serve, and convert. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Every single marketing specialist, every single, I don't know what what to call them, all the powers that be, (laughs) will agree and say that email marketing is the number one most effective marketing tool that we have. It surpasses social media by a bazillion trillion. That's a big number. Email marketing, I literally just read an article in Forbes talking about how email marketing is still considered the most effective marketing tool. And the reason why I'm bringing this up to you is because I encourage my clients the minute they start working with me, the minute anyone joins a program with me, or whether it's one-on-one or a group program, one of the first things that I talk about is how we are going to need to put a plan in place to grow your email list. And everybody cringes. Everybody turns green. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want to do the email. Everybody hates email. And I'm like, no, they don't. Me, you know, like, If you get an email from someone that writes good emails and you have a reason for being on their list because you like them, you like their content, you like what they say, they offer you value, you don't not like their email. If you're someone who just hates all emails, then great. Then just be someone who hates all emails. But don't superimpose that on the rest of the freaking world because you're going to have a really hard time having a business if you operate from the belief that everyone hates every email and that no one wants an email and no one will ever want an email from you. If you have that belief, it's going to fuck with you and your business. So if that's your belief for yourself, then maybe you have to work on that. Maybe you have to find whose email list would you like to be on? Like, let's change your belief and find someone whose list you do like, because when you get their emails, you go, oh, I really want to see what Stacey has to say today, right? And we're going to talk about what your email list should have on it in a moment. But what we're going to talk about is how there are casualties or whatever when you have an email list, when you grow or build an email list, or when you grow or build a social media following that you have to deal with, which is that you're going to get unsubscribed and you're going to get unfollows. And that's part of the business. 
And if you make it about you and if you make it personal and if you have an emotional response to it and if you let it tell, send you into a tailspin and tell all kinds of stories, you're wasting your freaking time that you should be focusing on who does want what you do, who does love hearing from you, who does want your valuable content and you're not paying attention to them because you're so focused on this one person who had a bad day and unsubscribed from your email list, having nothing to do with you. Of course, if you have good content, and we're going to talk about that. So I always tell people the number one thing we have to work on is growing your email list. It's not easy to get people onto an email list because of what you're afraid of, because people don't want to be on newsletters necessarily, and they don't want to just be on an email list where all you're ever going to do is try to sell them your services. On the other hand, the reason why email marketing strategy is considered to be the number one most effective marketing tool is because it is the number one most direct way to connect with your customers. On social media, when you make a post on social media, only two to five percent of the people that follow you see your freaking post anyway. That is a really low amount, you guys. Okay, that's a really low amount. And when you have an email list, you actually own that list. And when you send emails out, you have an infinitely greater chance of those emails landing in someone's email box. Yes. Is it true that some stuff goes to spam? Yeah, it does. We can't do anything about it. But what I'm going to tell you is the amount of people who open my emails and read them is crazy higher in percentage than who sees my posts on social media. And I actually have more followers on social media than I do on my email list. So the reason why we're talking about this is because I want to help you to get over this fear that you have of people not wanting to get your emails or even on social media, people not people unfollowing you. So here's what I'm going to tell you. When you first start out your business, okay, there's a really good chance that you got all excited when you got an e- when you were like, I need an email list and I'm going to send out an email telling everyone about my new business and offering them a discovery call, or I want them to buy something from me. I want them to sign up with me. I want them to work with me as a coach. I want them to tell other people that I'm a coach. I want them to do a discovery call. I know that this is all you're thinking about in the beginning, Right. And so what happens is you send out an email to all the people that are already on your email list or whoever was in your contacts. And who is that? Well, it's most likely your friends and family, right? It's all your, 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 your cousins and, you know, it's your aunt and your grandma and your, and your siblings. And then it's like your friends from high school and your friends from college and maybe some friends from some other places in your life. And you're like, ooh, these are people are on my email and now I'm going to tell them people are on my email list and now I'm going to tell them what I'm doing. And they're going to be so excited for me. And they're going to be all excited about my new venture and they're going to want to support me. And in the beginning, that may be true. But here's what happens. After you make your announcement and you tell them what you're doing and a few of them write back, congratulations, I'm so happy for you, wishing you all the best or whatever, right? Then what happens? Then you're afraid to email them again. 
because you don't want them to feel like you're being salesy and you don't want them to, you know, unsubscribe from your list because you emailed them one too many times, which would be twice. Okay. And what happens? You don't use your email list. And the reason why you're not using your email list is dun, 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 because it's not populated with people who actually want your services. You know that your mom and your grandma are not signing up with you. Or, and actually, I shouldn't say that. Many people that I've worked with, their first handful of clients was were their aunts and grandmas and friends from high school, right? Especially when they were charging like a dollar or, or even free. And I know some clients who even got some people to do a group program with them in the beginning before they had any audience or before they had any real following of like of of who would really be their real client before they even really knew what their niche was. And what happens is once you realize that you need to speak to the people and offer value to the people that will really want to work with you because they really do need your services. They have the problem that you solve. They they need you in order to be more successful or to have the outcomes they want in their in their business or in their life, right? Um what happens is you need to find those people and you need to bring them onto your email list. And then once you have them on your email list, you need to email them. And so if you've got a a whole bunch of people on your email list that were there before the people that are really supposed to be there, and then you're still afraid to send out to your list because of those people that actually shouldn't be there, what I'm here to tell you is you should want those people to unsubscribe. Every single email marketing guru type person will tell you that unsubscribes are a gift. The more people that get off of your email list that don't belong there, meaning that are never going to buy from you, that are not your ideal clients, that are not interested in what you're offering and what you have to share, they shouldn't be on your email list. They're muddying the waters and they should be out of there. So that's first of all. When those people unsubscribe, you should be like, yay, I'm so glad that they wanted to support me in the beginning. And now I don't need them anymore on my list because I need to focus on the people that may actually become my clients, that may actually want what I'm offering. So when we grow an email list or when we grow our following on social media, What's most important is that the people on our social media and the people that are on our email list are our solo line clients that fall into the category of our niche. So when you have a tremendous fear of not having a niche, I mean, of having a niche, (laughs) when you are super concerned with that niche is going to narrow you and it's going to limit you. And what about all these people that would maybe want to work with you? Those hypothetical people, all the people in the world that you can help, that if you declare your niche, they're all going to, they're, they're not going to know. They're going to think they can't work with you. This is like your fear, right? This is what's going on in your head. I can't have a niche. I'm multi-passionate. I speak to all people. I can help this person and that person. I can do this. I can do that. I don't want to limit myself because there's so many people that need me. When that's your freaking dialogue, then here's what happens. You put out generic content that you're right. Anyone and their mother might like. 
you put out a reel, you know, about like your cute pet, you're going to get a whole bunch of people that like that. Are they people that are going to ever want to buy your services? Probably not. Like maybe some of them, but not really. I get follows on social media from accounts that are so fucking weird. They are like weird men. I've told you this from like other countries. I know they're bots. I know they're fake accounts or if they're real accounts, they're just very weird people that are never, ever going to be my clients. So why do I want them to follow me on social media? Why do I care if they like my posts? Well, the way I look at it is if someone's looking at just my numbers, if they, they're like, oh, look how many followers she has. And part of my numbers op- for optics are being made up of like some rando weird men. Um, okay, I'll take it. I'll leave them there because if it looks like I've got 100 more followers than I do and someone cares or gives a shit about that when they look at my Instagram, okay, fine, I'll take it. The minute any of them message me, though, they get blocked, just so you know. But if they're just hanging out there liking my shit, okay, I'll just take it for optics. But the thing that you need to know is that having a lot of followers on social media that don't actually care about your real value and content, that's not good for you. You don't need that. It doesn't matter. So when you put out something that's related to your business on email or on social media, right? And you send value, not just marketing. Who wants a discovery call? Discovery call. I'm selling this, my coaching, my this. Okay. Yeah, you're right. People don't want to just get emails like that. And people definitely don't want to just see that shit on social media. Organic business strategy, the yellow brick road system, everything I teach, everything I'm about is about creating content that your ideal clients will find value in, that they'll want, that they'll see, that will help them or inspire them or give them a good thought for the day or give them a new perspective or make them feel like you're there, that you're their cheerleader, that you're their champion. When you're speaking in a way that resonates with them, when you're speaking to their problems, when you're speaking to the things they're desiring, the things they're trying to create, when you're giving them some simple steps, when you're giving them tips, when you are sharing stories, Okay, when you're talking about your own experience, your people want that. Your people that are on your email list are following you that really connect to what you do because they need it, because it's what they're actually experiencing. It's because they're in your ideal, you know, client realm. Those people do want your content. They do want it. They do like seeing it. Why do you think people spend half their fucking lives on social media? Okay, they like to look at cute cats. I do. I watch a lot of cat videos, just so you know. But I also like other shit. I like content that like that that I learn from. I like content that inspires me. I like, I, I if I see a Mel Robbins reel pop up, I'll watch it. If I see Brene Brown, I'll watch it. I'll look at it right? Or other people that I follow, if I get value from it. So, and same with emails, right? I sign up for people's email lists time to time. And if I am liking the emails and I don't feel that they're just selling me shit, but I actually get value from their email, I'll stay. 
If I get an, if I get emails and all this person is doing is like selling, 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 but they don't actually ever support, teach, share. They don't say anything interesting. Or I feel like they're just constantly making up overblown bullshit stories about how much money they make. Like, you know, literally that they're like, I made $90,000 in 30 seconds today. I'm like, no, bye-bye. I'm unsubscribing, right? But there are people's emails that I do like to get. And there are people on my email list that like to get my emails. They actually write me back. I love this. Thank you. This was exactly what I needed to hear today. And I don't send emails that sell shit all the time. I only send emails that are selling something when I'm in the middle of a launch and I'm still offering value in addition to that. I'm still doing what I always do. I'm still sending my weekly emails, offering value, helping my, my audience, helping my ideal clients, helping them helping or sharing or letting them know that I'm human or that I get them or telling them a story that might help them have a new perspective or reframe a thought, right? So, So when you've got the right people following you, they do want that stuff. And when someone decides that they don't want it anymore, they don't want, they've been on your list. And this happens to me, you guys, all the time someone will unsubscribe from my email list, okay, after having been on it for like years and after having come to every free thing I ever offer, everything, everything I've ever done. And I do really high value trainings and courses that are free, right? Someone will come to everything I ever do. And then all of a sudden, one day I'll send out some like inspiring email and that's the day they decide to unsubscribe from my email list, which to me means that they don't want to come to my shit anymore because how are they going to know about it? I mean, they might think that they'll see it on social media, but I think everyone should know that the chances of people seeing your shit on social media are so low. Like if you care about knowing if you have someone that you like or follow, hopefully me, that you feel like you could learn from, that you like, that you consider a mentor figure, you know, you don't have to think, you don't have to pay someone to think of them as a mentor. You don't have to be in a paid partnership or or program. Hopefully, eventually, if you really connect with someone's work, you're going to end up investing because we all need to invest in our businesses and in ourselves. So you should do it with someone that you really like what they do and following, right? You shouldn't go look for some random, you know, program or whatever and sign up for some shit that like you've never gotten to know who's delivering it, who's running it, what their philosophy is, what they're all about, right? So, you know, when you find someone that you, that feels mentory to you, that you like their philosophy, you like what they say, you like what they teach, you see what their business looks like and they're being transparent about it, right? You should never work with a business coach or mentor that's not transparent about how they make their money. And I don't mean that they should show you their bank account or like do that weird shit where they show you screenshots of their deposits. I mean that they should be able to tell you their strategy and really tell it to you. I will tell you my strategy. I will teach it to you. It is how I will help you. I I would, I know that people work with people that they sign up with because the person is is advertising their results of how much money they make is really all they're advertising. And then that lures someone in and then they get in there and they're like, oh, fuck, this person isn't teaching me anything. They're all about energy work. <laughs> you have to have the right, uh, uh, you have to do your law of attraction. Listen, 
I incorporate law of attraction into, uh, of attraction into everything I do. You know I'm woo. You know I'm energy-based. You know I'm about high vibes. You know I'm about doing your morning practice. You know I'm about affirmations and visualization. And you have to have freaking strategy. You have to know what actions to take. You have to know your niche. You have to know your message. You have to know all of that. And that is how you know what valuable content to send to your people. You need to know what your people need. And that comes from your niche and your message and your transformational system and all the shit that you do have to figure out in your business. And that's actually what happens inside of my programs and inside of my coaching, you know, because because I can tell you all the strategy about how to set up an event stack and a launch and how to do a workshop and how to do the but all of that, like what to do on social media, how to write a talk, how to go to a networking event, how to attract people. I can teach you all that. But if I were to not be an expert at teaching you how to really figure out your niche and your area of expertise and what your special sauce is and what your transformational system is and really help you talk about your offer in the right way and develop your content and figure out what it is that you're here to say and what you're here to like share and teach and offer as value. If I didn't do that and I only gave you the strategy, that would be insane because you would be doing the generic shit that other people teach. And then you'd be like, why aren't I getting any clients? Because generic doesn't do anything for you. So the reason why you need your niche and everything that I always tell you about is so that you can write emails that the right people are going to be excited to get and open. And so that you can post on social media. And if someone unfollows you, fuck them. If someone unsubscribes, who gives a shit? My mantra is they're not for me or I'm not for them, but someone else is. If I could tell you how many people were on my email list that were my yoga students. Okay. So, you know, um, I used to own a yoga studio. I taught yoga in New York for 20 years up until the pandemic. You know, I'm just going to tell you, like, I tried to teach some online classes on because my students were begging and asking for it. I hate teaching yoga on Zoom, so I just don't do it anymore. And maybe someday I'll teach in person. Again, I think it's going to be at like some amazing passion and prosperous retreat. That'll be a coaching and yoga retreat. But what happened was I had a lot of my students were on my email list and I want you to know that one of the things that they loved about my class was actually not just the poses and the physical part. They loved that I always talked about mindset and philosophy. And I always talked about things that helped them to connect to the universe and soul things and heart things and the stuff that helps you to like feel better about being a human and how to use these practices to really regulate your nervous system and manage your mind. I've been teaching that for 20 freaking years. And that's what people at least told me that they liked about my class. And then guess what happened? When I stopped teaching yoga and I really was focusing on coaching, which still has so much of the mindset and of the spirituality and the philosophy and the stuff to help you as a human being, Guess who the people were that go off, went off my email list in droves? My students that were my students that claimed to like love me or whatever for years and years and years. They were the first people to unsubscribe. What am I going to do about it? Not have my business, not get more and more and more clear about what I do and talk about it to my email list because of a yoga student who 
is probably never going to pay me for anything ever again. So they don't want to be in my email list. They don't want to get the inspiration. They don't want to hear about the mindset stuff that is just as valuable to them, even if they're not an entrepreneur or a coach or trying to have a business. They don't want it. Fine. They don't have to have it. Does it make me feel sad when people that seem to have that I've served, that I've helped, that I've supported, that seem to really enjoy being part of my community and my teaching, that they decide they don't want to be on my email list anymore or they unfollow me. I've had former clients unsubscribe from my email list. People who, when that happened, what did I do? I did what you would do. I did what any human would do. I went into a tizzy and a spiral and I started replaying our whole coaching experience in my head and being like, what did I ever do? Did I do anything wrong? Did I not serve them? Did I not deliver what I said I was? Was I not a good coach? Why don't they want to be in my email list anymore? I mean, they're not even paying me anymore. And I would, and I go in, I would do that. And I'm not going to say that I would never do that if someone like that, like unsubscribed from my list and I saw that, but then guess what I have to do? I have to do what I'm telling you to do. I have to go, it's not about me. I can't make it about me. I can't worry that someone is taking action by unsubscribing on my email list to send me a message that I suck as a coach or that they regret that they ever invested with me or that like they didn't get good outcomes. Like I can't, I can't do that. And neither can you. What you need to know is that everyone is taking action based on themselves. Everyone is thinking about themselves at all times. If people get triggered and I, I don't, I hate that word. I don't want to forget. I want to take that word back and we're not going to edit it out. But if people, if people have some sort of a, a negative emotional response to something that you send out that's positive or, or that makes you seem successful. I think this is the number one thing that makes people unsubscribe or unfollow when, when you think that like they, they love working with you or they, they love what you're doing. A lot of times there are days when people just compare and despair themselves into a black hole and they see something that all of a sudden makes them think, I don't want to see how successful Stacey Brass Russell is when I'm not Boom, unsubscribe, unfollow. Listen, it happens. You might do it. I might do it. So we just have to know that it's just like part of life. It's just part of business. It doesn't have to do with you and it should not make you not do your business. And your business must be that you build an email list and send out valuable content emails to the people that are meant to work with you so that when you do have offers, you can sell to them. That's who is going to buy from you. I am telling you that no one... I'm not going to say no one. Hardly anyone has ever paid me a dime that wasn't either on my email list, already following me, really into my content, attending the shit that I offer for free, listening to the podcast. Okay? Nobody ever like did a Google search and found me and on 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 my website and then signed up with me. Like literally without any nurturing, without any no like and trust. So I am telling you that you your best place to sell your services is your email list. 
Not even social media, unless you want to be like a fucking Instagram influencer, which I maybe some of you want to be. But um, when I hear from you, you don't. So the only way that you, you know, when you hear people saying like, I sold a high ticket client on my DMs from my stories, I got $20,000. Right. Please don't pay attention to that. Like maybe they did, but it's not the whole story. It's not the whole story. All right. And so what I'm telling you is that you've got to nurture your audience and you've got to put out valuable content and you cannot care if someone unfollows you. I think it's hilarious. I will put out a post on social media, all right, like whether it's a reel or or any anything that I post, okay, I feel is positive. <laughs> like I post stuff that I try to offer value. It's uplifting. It's positive. My message is positive, whatever. And I think it's hilarious that I will make a post and then see my follower number go down by three, which means that someone saw my post and then unfollowed me. Oh my God. Like, what am I going to do? First of all, you don't even know who it is on social media. On your email list, you actually know who unsubscribes. But like, you don't even know who unfollows you. You're like, what? You can't even like find, like go be like, why do you unfollow me? So like, you have to like not give a shit. You have to let it go. Right. There's so much bullshit also on following and unfollowing and, you know, follow back and don't follow back. And I'm going to follow you so that you'll follow me. And then I'm going to unfollow you. This is just like stupid. People have teams doing it. Do you know that people pay people to like accounts and then, you know, to follow accounts, wait for the follow back and then unfollow them. I'll tell you a really funny story. Actually, um, uh, someone wrote me a message, a, a DM on Instagram the other day um, saying, okay, so I looked at her profile. She had like a, a lot of followers, whatever. I, you know, you also have to remember a lot of times when people have big followers, it's fake. But anyway, um, she, and I get this message. Hey, this is the, hey, I love your vibe um, and content. Let's connect right? With like hearts and emojis, whatever. So of course, like I get a message. So I go look at the person and I see she's not even following me. So, so like, what, what, what vibe does she like? Like what content does she like? Right. She's not even following me. So I write her back and I say, wow, thanks so much for letting me know you love my vibe. Um, if you're interested in receiving value from my content, I hope you'll follow me and I'll be happy to follow back. A few hours later, I get a message saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're right. That was my team fixing that right away. (laughs) So you need to know that people hire people to do shit, like grow their following. And what they do is they go and they, in this case, didn't even follow me. Like, what the fuck? Right. And then they unfollow you anyway. So what you can't let that get to you. It's not personal. It has nothing to do with you. You can't let that keep you from putting out your valuable content. You can't let the person who has a fucking bad day and unsubscribes from your list or unfollows you keep you from nurturing your list. The recommendation is that you grow your email list and that you email them. There's no point in getting people on your email list and then not emailing them. The whole point of it is that it's your opportunity to really connect with people and to build something with them, to give them opportunities to want to engage with you, to respond to you. It's not always about buying and selling. It's got to be a percentage, you know, a percentage of it is buying and selling, and then a percentage of it is offering value. 
You need to make people want to be there. And when you do with your value, the right people will want to be there and they'll stay. Right? I mean, when someone unsubscribes or someone unfollows you, I want you to think that energetically they're making room for someone who really wants and needs what you're putting out into the universe. And I really want you to remember that everyone is always thinking about themselves. If you are who I know you are, and we talk about this, this is kind of how I wrap up every episode. I feel like I get to the point at the end of the episode where I'm like, you know your heart. You know that you're in integrity. You know that all you want to do is serve and help people. You know that you don't put out any content that's shitty or that like is negative or mean. You don't do anything wrong. You don't do anything wrong. You can't do anything wrong if you're coming from the heart and coming from a place of service. You can't do anything wrong. So you need to know that and know that if anybody ever is having their own experience, that's what it is. It's their experience. And you can't control it and you can't let it get to you and you can't let it upset you. You have to be resilient. You have to toughen up a little bit. And you have to keep speaking to your audience and you have to keep offering value. And you cannot worry about the people that do their own shit and take action unless someone literally accused you of harming them. Or unless you are not sure that when you have someone pay you or, or, or come to something with you that you're not delivering what you said you would deliver. And you know what? I'm going to be making a, an episode really soon on expectations of results that clients will get when they work with you because you're not able to guarantee results. It's a two-way street. So if someone works with you, pays you, whatever, and they're disgruntled, unhappy, they didn't get results. Is it true that the number one thing you need to make sure is that you feel confident that you delivered with expertise your part? Yes, you do need to know that. You need to look at that. But in the event that you did, and someone doesn't get results or someone is disgruntled or whatever, unfortunately, it's something that we never want to have happen, but it does, and it doesn't have anything to do with you. If they unfollow, they unsubscribe, they don't want to be on your yellow brick road anymore, they don't want to hear from you, it's about them. It's not about you. That is what I came here to talk to you about today. I hope that this makes you more motivated to to grow your list, you guys, and to do what you need to do. Email is more important than social media. They both have a place in your business, but especially if you don't want to be a a social media person. Like I know so many of you are like, especially then you've got to get that email list going. And we'll talk, we can talk another time if you want about how to do that, but you've got to incentivize people to get on your email list. And, And the number one way to do that is by offering them value. All right. So, um, reminder, if you're listening, that this Wednesday, if you're listening in real time, September 16th is the Rock Your Fourth Quarter Workshop. And we will talk about these kinds of things. If you know that this is an important thing for you to work on in your business for the fourth quarter, growing your audience and email list, then fucking I'm going to help you put a strategy together. Right? Okay. Um, 
Passionate and Prosperous Live, New York City, November 11th and 12th. I'm pretty sure that by the time you're listening to this, we're already selling tickets. If you don't have your ticket yet, you better get your ticket. I highly recommend that you're in the room with me with what I said in the beginning, the community of people that are going to lift you up, raise your vibration, and you will leave that two-day event higher than a freaking kite in a good way. Okay, so I'm signing off. I will be with you next week. I love you. I believe in you. And all I want is to see you succeed. All right, I'll be with you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. <laughs>